welcome to episode 96 of the Dial-Up Movie Club. I'm your host, Matthew, and with me this week, as always, we got Drew. Drew, how are you doing this week? Oh, I'm kicking. I'm, I'm alive. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> um, yeah, things have been good. Things have been good. It's just been a, a not too eventful week. I was supposed to go to a concert, like a big concert last night uh and then that got postponed Didn't because show up the artists yeah their flights got canceled oh, so God, sorry guys i can't press play at the airport <laughs> yeah <I can't. laughs> no you can't the, how is the dj gonna press the play button if his flight how is he gonna canceled? press the play yeah. button he can't so uh yeah so no we, we had another little <laughs> option Uh-oh. thankfully what's that dean that's my duck alarm <laughs> Your Tell duck me alarm. It's time the pod. Just it's, rudely it's interrupted. <laughs> I wow. must have hit snooze. Wow. They were like, man, they can't all dance to my playlist without me there. Yeah. Postpone it. Yep, pretty much. So, uh, yeah, we, we were able to go to another smaller concert. That was fun. But nice. um, other than that, uh, didn't do too didn't do too much. Wait, so were they like, "Sorry, guys, this guy's postponed," but here's this, here's this random dude. No, it was a completely unaffiliated concert that we went to uh, instead. Well, yeah. speaking of this random dude, we got Dean. Dean, how hey, are you doing this week? I'm doing good. I uh, I enjoyed the movie we watched, so you know that's sort of a bonus. Um, man, what did I? Uh, did, did I do anything with you guys? Uh, not with me. Drew? I did. I was, at, <laughs> I was at Drew's house last Thursday to do a quote-unquote photo drive. Uh, photos oh, yeah. were photos yeah. were not taken. No, they were um, It was just a hangout. I, I showed up, and there was this guy named Jim or Jimbo. Yeah, and, in one the of barn, my dad's friends. And um, I think i talked to jim more than i talked to drew yeah he did dean was out there for like most of the night talking to jim it's because jim he he doesn't give you a window to leave and that's kind of something i need um yeah no you (laughs) suck at just leaving the conversation i don't want to be rude but i mean he, he was fun to talk to still it's just i think i mean i showed up for drew i got i should be with drew but i I wasn't with Drew a lot of the night. Feel bad, but you know, no, I talked to no. Jimbo. I still gotta return Jimbo's. He gave me his phone number to tell him about my grandfather and such. I gotta, yeah. I still gotta send him that. Wow. Um, That's cute. That's but yeah, very... I made a friend. Made a friend wow. at Drew's we house. Made friends this week. I'm, I'm happy for you, Dean. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> nice. Uh, I had a good week. Uh, Justice League Mortal wrapped up. Oh, yes. Uh, it's over. It's woo. over. What a Not finale. woo that it's over, but woo that it happened. But what a finale. Yeah, I'm glad people liked it. Uh, I've yeah. been getting a strange amount of DMs wanting a Sonic audio drama, which I, I did not you, expect. You've, yeah, you've been getting DMs for it? Yeah. like wow. I, like. Like, I know the cast was talking about it, but I got more DMs after that from just random people saying, so when's the Sonic one? Dang. And, uh, <laughs> You're the Sonic man. I guess so. I, I Like, spoiler alert, I'm not planning on one. Sorry, everyone. Maybe in the future. But I'm not feeling inspired for the Hedgehog at the moment. Let's do, let's do a first, and let's give Shadow a gun. Oh! <gasps> 
I am feeling inspired for the hedgehog at the moment. We're going to do it. <laughs> um, I, w- I watched the first two Hunger Games movies. Uh, they're on oh. Netflix now. And I was oh, like, you, you know actually what? were watching Hunger Games. Yeah, I did. You said, oh. <laughs> you commented on my picture, and I was like, yeah, that, that's it. I commented catnip evergreen. No, nice. I didn't know he was actually watching. A... I was watching Hunger Games. Oh. You're so I watch those. Um, the first one is weird because there are parts I really like, and there are parts I'm like, this has aged so poorly. Have you read like, the books? Yeah, I read all the books. Okay, same I'm, here. I was the I'm the lore master of the Hunger Games. I don't know if you knew that, but I, I'm big fan, big fan of the books. I feel like that's one movie where most people actually did read the books. Mm-hmm. Like I would, I would say that I remember a lot of people in our school read them, which I think is why mm-hmm. I read them. And man, I read the whole series. What I read it, what? I read it all. Whoa, yeah. that's crazy! <laughs> that's so crazy, bro. Congrats. Save some knowledge for the rest of us. Yeah, hey. three books. Whew. I can't even picture how many words that must have been. <laughs> Look out, world. <laughs> Look out, world. Uh, and I was on a podcast. I think it should be out by now. It's either releasing today as this comes out or it came out last week. Uh, but I was on a podcast. I finally watched podcast uh, where I got to review Hellboy with uh, hey. a couple of people. Uh, they... The goal of the show is to bring them a movie they've never seen. And I was like, you know what? I love Hellboy. And I want to talk about it with them. But, Drew, i got to ask you a question because I was looking on my letterbox afterwards. I see you gave Hellboy like a 4 out of 10. What's up with that? You don't like Hellboy? What's up with that, Drew? Uh, The first time we watched it, I don't know. It didn't really get my attention that much. Did we all watch Hellboy? I think we did at the cottage. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I I, I want to revisit it. Like maybe okay. if I revisit it in like a, you know, in on my theater projector screen, like mm-hmm. that that might be better. I don't know. I thought you were just mad because I know Guillermo del Toro owns like at least one day of your life. Yeah. No. I see that day. I actually it got me more respect for him. Like okay. writing that paper about him. Yeah. No. I I, mm-hmm. I dig him. Nice. So, so after everyone uh, listens to this episode about the Wolf of Wall Street, I encourage you to go check out that episode on Hellboy. It was fun. Fun time. Uh, but Drew, you brought us a movie this week. I did. It's three-hour month. Oh, <laughs> boy. I gotta tell you guys, I've never been more grateful that there's not a fifth week in a month. Yeah. Because I had a thought today after I finished The Wolf of Wall Street, and that thought was, oh my god, I still have to watch two more movies at least this long. <laughs> and, oh my gosh. Oh, like, Are, is, is Matt going to be a not fan of Wolf of Wall Street? Oh, listen and find out. Listen and find out. <laughs> Tune in. <laughs> Tune in and find out to the episode you're listening to. Um, but I say we get right into our IMDb game, Drew, yeah. if yeah, you yeah, want to yeah, pull yeah. that up. I'm ready. I got uh, it. I'm ready. All right. Uh, IMDb is a website where users can go and rate a movie on scale 1 to 10. The website then compiles all the numbers into a nice number with a decimal point included. Nice. Dean and I will then guess. And whoever is closest 
will get to give their final and initial thoughts first. Um, Drew won last week. Ray won the week before that. Drew won the week before that. But I won the week before that. So I will get to guess first. Uh... Oh, uh, Dean's looking really be? excited. <laughs> I, I can't wait to hear what people, Matt guesses. <laughs> people love this movie. I think like uh, people love it. I gotta. I'm gonna guess an eight point two. Eight point two. All right. What you got, Dean? Eight point seven. Oh! <laughs> wow. <laughs> 8.7, you sure? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Matt got it. It's an 8.2 on the dot. Really? Yeah. Really? Oh, I was, I Why'd felt you the even numbers. ask me if I'm sure, man? <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to make sure you were confident. Wow. Thanks, guys. I'm I, I'm all giddy right now. It's been a minute since I wanted. Ooh-hoo-hoo. I get to add to Dean's current losing streak, which is always which is at uh, Grant. Let's see: one, <laughs> two, three, four, five, six, six weeks. It's not bad. Uh, it's not, it's not, not bad? bad. I think it could be worse. I think what the is record bad? is Drew with ten. Oh. I I don't know. I I've lost I'm track at this. I'd have to go back and check because I remember the reason that Dean won the IMDb game last season was because Drew just did not win a single episode. Yeah, it all was fall. one more point. I got yeah. one more month to redeem myself. I mean, you got right. a lot of months to redeem. You got like I thought you said I was I was at six in the records ten. No, oh, oh, I, I thought you were saying to win this season. Oh, no, no, no. no. Okay, no, I see I'm, what you're saying. I'm not doing yeah, it. You got time. You got time. I mean, you're guaranteed to get seven because you host next week. So. <laughs> Wait, no. no yeah, not <laughs> but um, I won the IMDb game, so I get to give my initial thoughts on The Wolf of Wall Street first. Oh, uh, I was excited to watch this movie. I, I'd never seen it. You know, I, I it's one of those movies I'd always heard of. I remember when it came out, it was big controversy because it broke the records for the most F-bombs in a movie yeah. ever. It beat Casino. Uh, yeah, yep. Uh, and it was, it was a big deal. And I remember seeing all the trailers for it, and I was like, whoa, I cannot watch that. I'll probably never <laughs> be able to watch that. So... Uh, I did watch everyone, and uh, you know, there's a lot of drugs. There's a lot of cursing. There's a lot of nudity. Uh, so it, it's a fun time. It's a really good movie. I like it a lot, uh, and I, I got a lot more to say about. It. I think I have maybe one of the most amounts of notes. Maybe not the most, but I have a lot of notes for this movie. I like it a lot. Uh, that's all I gotta say for right now. Uh, Dean, your initial Me. thoughts. Um, I want. I, I I was looking forward to watching it. I feel like I always did want to watch it. Like I do remember it coming out. Um, seeing it came out in 2013. I do definitely remember. Um, knowing for a fact I wasn't going to be allowed to watch it for a while. Um, but now we finally did. I do think. I do think, I mean, this might be already shooting my opinion right now, but I do think I would rewatch it because I, I liked it. Um, there is a lot in it that 
I would not watch it with my parents. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm this is not a enjoy with your parents kind <laughs> of movie. This is not that kind of movie. Um, this is a rich bastard kind of movie. <laughs> and uh, yeah, <laughs> it was a wild ride. You know, mm-hmm. we'll get into it. Yeah. Nice. Drew, your initial thoughts? I think both of you said it well. Um, I yeah knew I wasn't going to be able to watch this for a while, but uh, here we are. It was our first time for all of us, and um, I, I always knew it was going to be very dirty because that's all I've heard people you know say when like oh. in regards to this movie coming up. Did you just moan? You said dirty. <laughs> oh, all right. It's going to be one of those episodes. Yeah. <laughs> I got energy today. We're, hey, uh, we're going to be dirty. like a, a Wall Street party here. I love it. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> Start beating our chest. There um, you go. But yeah, I knew it was going to be a very like uh, overtly naughty movie. Uh, Ooh. I was excited for that. Not going to lie. I was excited. I, I've been wanting to watch this, and I'm glad that I did. I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed it a lot, too. And I got to say, Drew, I want to give my compliments to the chef. Not Martin Scorsese for making this, but I want to compliment you because it uh, oh. got me shaking my boots a little bit this year for uh, picking the best movies. Oh, I, you've had a oh, solid really? three run. I think you've really? had a solid three run so far. Right? What, about Jerry, me, what about me? Dean, you have yet to pick a good movie this season. <laughs> I'm yes. not going to lie. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Ah. I'll let Drew finish. Let Drew finish. I'm not going to lie. That's what I'm, I am kind of was trying to do, trying to give you a run for your money a little bit. You're giving me a run for my money this year. But, uh, Dean, I'm really confident in you for the end of this episode. I can't believe you have, I have yet to pick a good movie. What have I picked? What have I picked this season? Do we know? Yeah, it's, it's and Spaceballs. Oh. Is that it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought I picked. Yeah, I can see what you're saying. Then. <laughs> yeah, you see what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, I already have the next movie picked. I know for a fact what it is. All right. I hope All you right. like it. I like. I'm it. excited. I hope I'm, you like. It. I've heard that too many times. This I season. have a guess as to what that is, Dean. But uh, when a movie is over three hours, usually they're at least trying really hard to make it a good film. Yeah, because they and, know. And if- they can't hold you for three hours if it's a bad movie. Yeah, I feel like that's a discussion to be had about all these movies because, like, The Wolf of Wall Street, I watch it, and I would say, like, way better than Zack Snyder's Justice League in terms of, like, keeping me entertained throughout. Same here, yeah. Um, but I would still cut, like... At least half an hour off yeah, this thing. I was gonna say really? yeah, either I would honestly do an hour. I would do an I hour, like, I think. Really? I like I like the whole I feel like I do like the whole way through. I'm just I'm I'm all engulfed in this guy's life. And I th- I feel <laughs> I, like each event that happens, I was like, wow. I think it <laughs> is very engaging, and I think Martin Scorsese does a good job of this. Like it does feel very much like a Scorsese film, like um, you know, they are kind of like more modern day mobsters. You know, they engage in petty mm-hmm. crimes. They do the drinking, the drugs, the girls. Um, and then, you know, also like Goodfellas, they kind of ends in a similar way as this does, where it's like, you know, showing what each character was kind of convicted of or like what oh, happened yes, to yes. the rest of their life. And I, 
I like that. I think it's cool because not many movies do that, like a nice little follow-up at the end. But Goodfellas is a good movie. It's a great movie. It's part of the Scorsese style. I think what Goodfellas does better than this, though, is that Goodfellas, they're all they're all like that. You're right, Drew. Like they're committing these crimes, they're whacking each other and all that. Um, but they're all like they all got this thing that like kind of humanizes them like they're a catholic or something and there's yeah. this like unspoken code between the gangsters and there's respect this movie he is just a bastard yeah. the whole time uh, yeah. <laughs> like there's no co- he is entirely selfish uh, well no it's, it's a little it's a little teetering because he does have some um generosity to him like with the whole story that one woman who he was when like when he was trying to basically trying to say he was leaving that big speech Mm -hmm. um and he explains how that one woman asked for five grand so she could pay for her son's tuition and stuff so he wrote her a check for 25 grand Mm -hmm. it seems he at least cares for the people close to him perhaps yeah because they're building him up he could So what he's doing is illegal, but it is also the people he's really scamming, which I feel like it's a scam because they they do straight up say a lot like we're going to get these guys trusting us, these rich guys, and then we're going to just penny stock the hell out of them and take their money. And that's kind of similar to a Robin Hood situation, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They say that in the movie. It's like a twisted rock. He's giving it to himself. Yeah, himself (laughs) and those working for him. Yeah, and you see when he is in that penny stock uh, place in Long Island, I believe, and his wife is telling him, like, hey, how about instead of, like, taking the garbage man's life savings, you take it from people who can afford to lose it. And you see it from the wife's perspective of, like, yeah, take it from the people who can afford to lose it, but you see that he thinks of it as, Get more money from the richer people. Yeah. And that's what he does. <laughs> yeah. So it's entirely selfish, the whole movie. And I get, and I think that's why I like it so much is because I was on a freaking roller coaster with this guy where I felt like hyped at times. I was yeah. pissed at him at times. I wanted yeah. to sock him. I wanted to cry for him. I think that's what this movie does really well. How'd you feel when um the aunt died and he like the only way to get his money was like go to that one place like now <laughs> and they went through the whole storm and everything. Were you like did you understand why he is or were you like just go to the funeral man? Hey club members, it's Matthew. Now, as many of you know, I'm getting married next year, and I want to fit into a tux and most of all look good in it for those photos. So I've been having to prioritize my own health a lot more, eating healthier, getting rid of sodas, and walking more. And one of the biggest helps for me has been Liquid IV. Liquid IV is the category-winning hydration brand fueling your well-being and the Hydration Multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. Use it first thing in the morning, before a workout, when you feel run down, after a long night out, or on long flights. I love how it makes me feel after a workout. 
This stuff refreshes you. I love all the flavors, but let me tell you two of my favorites. One, the new strawberry lemonade flavor. Fantastic. And if I'm feeling a little more classic, I go with the pina colada. One stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. There are 12 delicious, refreshing flavors to keep your hydration routine exciting, which contain five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C, with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. Made with premium ingredients, non-GMO, and free from gluten, dairy, and soy, Liquid IV believes that equitable access to clean, and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world. Liquid IV partners with leading organizations for innovative solutions to help communities protect both their water and their futures. To date, Liquid IV has donated over 39 million servings in 50-plus countries around the world. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code DIALUP at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code DIALUP at liquidiv.com. You know, at first, when they say that he's like, I got $20 million in there, I was like, this guy's like so rich. $20 million has got to be like piss in a bucket for him. But then... I remember that this is the 90s. I believe it takes place from like 90 to like 94. So it starts in the 80s, but yeah, I don't know where it winds up. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, 87 is that market crash. At the his first day was that Black Friday market crash, Um, and then 90 he starts the company, I believe, Uh, and then it goes to like 94. So. And it's crazy. This is like a real guy. Like this is yeah. It's uh, based like on a, a real, real story. story. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, it was interesting looking into it because um, uh, yeah, what's his name? Jordan Belfort. Um, mm-hmm. he wrote this. He wrote a book, uh, The Wolf of Wall Street, when he was in prison for his crimes. Um, and oh. <laughs> uh, I was looking through IMDb, and it said one thing. It said that uh. Tommy Chong is someone that might be kind of held responsible for this film's existence in a way because um, oh. Chong, he was serving a sentence in the cell next door to Jordan Belfort. Oh, and Jordan... I know about this. This yeah. was um, Tommy Chong left that 70s show for a while because he went to prison. I wonder if it was during that time. It might be. It might be. <laughs> he, But yeah, Jordan was like telling him all these stories of basically what happened in his life and, you know, being a broker. And um, Tommy Chong was like, you dude, you got to make this into something. You got to do something with this, write a book (laughs) and basically convinced him to do just that, which is cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would instantly befriend Tommy Chong if he was in the cell (laughs) next to me. Like if I went to prison and the whole time going, I'm like, Oh my God. I mean, this is good. This is about to be the worst three or four years of my life. And then I go into my cell, and Tommy Chong is my neighbor. I'd be like, this won't, I don't think this is going to be so bad. Yeah. <laughs> this, yeah. this might be. You got right. to remember, though, this is Tommy Chong in prison off the meds. I feel like he's not nearly as chill of a guy as he's. Uh, I don't made know. Up to I be. like him. I like him. I see him with Cheech Marin even today. They just launched some. Uh, 
Cheech and Chong merch. Um, nice. They look like they're being good friends. I just I just feel like Tommy Chong can't do wrong. He went to go. prison, but Tommy Chong can't do wrong. <laughs> he, I don't know that's... if that's true, but I hope it is. <laughs> Maybe that's what their merch says. <laughs> Tommy <laughs> Chong can't do wrong. <laughs> that would be good merch. Yeah, yeah, I'd get a shirt that said that. <laughs> if I was going back to the movie, though, if I was taking Quaaludes. 10 to 15 times a day or Adderall and Xanax to take the edge off and pot to mellow out and cocaine to wake back up again and morphine because it's awesome. I'd be dead. (laughs) Yeah. No, you would be just tweaking nonstop or tweak. I tweak lying on the floor, cold dead. Yeah. I tweak off pot and this guy's taking it to mellow down. (laughs) I can't do it. Yeah, he the, the I believe what he says, where he's like, I take enough sedatives to, I don't know, sedate most of Manhattan or something yeah. like that. I'm like, yeah, sedate Manhattan. It seems like it. He he yeah. must have eased into it. I can't see a man doing that all at once and surviving. I I do find it interesting because yeah, what they what he says is true that quaaludes just don't exist anymore. Like that Is was that, a, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was a drug oh, yeah. of like the eighties and the nineties and I don't know, I they really cracked down on it, I guess. It just Man. doesn't exist. I, Why can they not make it anymore? I like, don't know. I gotta, you know, people make meth. Why can't they make the Quaalude? Maybe there are. Maybe I'm not hip enough to know about it. If I were to open up Man, so I've already said, you know, I'm not I'm never I feel like pot would be the only thing ever. Because I don't, I think anything else maybe would kill me. I don't care if it is natural <laughs> or whatnot. Somehow I'm gonna get killed doing it. But quaaludes, I've heard talk about that, and to the point where I'm like, maybe it's because it's gone, and I just have that feeling that you know it's it's nearly impossible. I want I want to see what that's about. I mean, I am curious about it. Definitely, like I feel like I don't hear many stories about it or like. You know, yeah. experiences of it because all those people are much older people nowadays. I've only heard good things. That's <laughs> yeah. the thing about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the every time I heard Quaalude, I just, like especially the boat scene. Yeah. Where he's Get like grabbing loot. Joni. Get the loot! I'm not dying sober. <laughs> I can see where he's coming from, though. Just... You drown. If you drown in salt water, you drown in your own blood, not the water. Because oh. the salt water makes your lungs bleed, and essentially you oh. drown in your own blood. So I, I'm kind of on the same boat with him. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> awful. Uh, but I would not want to be on the same boat as him. I'd rather win <laughs> sideways. I would rather... Um, I was going to throw a name in there, but I don't want to be offensive. So, yeah, I'd rather just be uh, unconscious for that whole ordeal if that were to happen to me. <laughs> but the thing with the quaaludes <laughs> is that you got to get through like the 15 minutes of sleepies, right? And then uh, and then it kicks in. That boat was going down. I, I would have taken cocaine or something, an insta-high sort but of thing. But then you'd be more awake. I wonder if that'd keep you alive longer. Cocaine? I feel like cocaine is a drug that's used in... And don't, I mean, don't quote me on this, but I feel like that's one of the drugs that, like, militants will use in wars in order to stay alive after being shot ten times. 
I mean, that's that's the rich man's drug. It know? is. Yeah. It is. And I had a which... roommate that did it. Not me, but I had a roommate. <laughs> nice. Nice. Shout out to the cocaine roommate. Woo! <laughs> I still like the guy. I don't know. I don't yeah. think he still does it. He had a time that's of good. his life. That's good. <laughs> good for him. I mean, there's uh, more cocaine in this than cocaine bear. Which is saying something, because there's a lot of cocaine in that movie. Oh, boy. There's more cocaine scenes, but the sheer amount, I don't know, because they had bricks uh, in cocaine. They had bricks. Okay. The uh, the cocaine in this movie was crushed up B vitamins. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, so they're benefiting themselves. Well, kind of. Uh, I mean, so Jonah, <laughs> Jonah Hill said that uh, he got sick with bronchitis after so much inhaling. So he was oh. hospitalized for a little while during filmmaking. So they, I guess you do see it on camera. They actually snorted the stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, I never snorted nothing. Like, I know we'd be in middle school. Is this a problem with society that we'd be in middle school <laughs> and kids would be snorting Smarties? Yeah, man. I used <laughs> I, to do yeah, that. I Look how I that. turned out. I remember. I think that hit the news. Because I remember in the news, they were talking about some kids who snorted Smarties, like, a lot, and they got maggots in their nose. <gasps> yeah. Ooh, how oh, does yeah. that happen? I don't know. Maybe the news is trying to scare them. Know. But, you know, <laughs> I remember that, though. Wood TV 8. Shout out, local news. Uh, one thing I find really ironic about this movie that I found out through research, the production company red granite pictures uh made this movie about money laundering and fraud and all that uh i didn't recognize the logo because this company got shut down for money laundering and fraud so, <laughs> <laughs> wow so, ironic they really knew what they were doing when they yeah. were making this movie we no know kidding. exactly what to make this movie about <laughs> <laughs> i have an idea <laughs> but uh yeah that that was interesting and uh one more thing i want to play a little game with you fellas oh a game uh, a game yippee joni or joni uh jonah hill's character donnie uh the real guy's name has changed for legal uh, legal reasons uh into donnie i forgot what the actual guy's name was but uh he he did a little uh interview i read and i want to play a game of, of true or false of like what in this movie was accurately depicted and, and we'll see if uh you guys get it right it'll be okay. it's easier if we just play um so okay. do you guys think that the real guy actually married his first cousin true or false the guy jonah hill played yes i'm gonna say did true he, did he in the movie yeah that was a big thing in the movie. I didn't catch that. I know he hated his wife. I know he, he every mention his of his yeah every mention of his wife he hated. Um, but damn, I didn't know that was actually his cousin. Maybe he regretted it. True or false? True team. or false? <laughs> um, let's roll with true. You know, it's it a crazy was story. true that nice. character, that guy, really Whoa. did marry his first cousin. That's just like Jerry Lee Lewis, home Alabama. Yeah, had three kids with her and got divorced. Um, all right, you rattle my brain. 
Did uh, Jordan Belfort actually, was he actually called the Wolf of Wall Street? Uh, yes. Uh, I'm going to say false. Maybe the bearer one. of Wall Street. That was false. Uh, he oh. did not recall anyone ever calling him the wolf. Uh, he thinks that it was a name he made up to sell the book. Uh, did, they actually have, did they actually have chimpanzees at these company parties? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I would say they did. They did not. They oh. did not ever have a chimp. I'm Damn. sorry, guys. Uh, did he actually eat a goldfish of a worker? Yes. Yeah, it's a crazy I story. Yes. I say yes. Can't make he it did. up. Yeah. He did actually eat a co-worker's goldfish because he uh, told him that if he uh, didn't start getting better sales, he would eat his goldfish. And, and so he did. Uh, <laughs> but what? He has his goldfish in the office? Then? That's so cruel. I guess so. Um uh, and the midget throwing, true or, or false, that happened? I, I mean, feel I, like that's true. Anything also. has a price, so yeah. <laughs> that was, that was kind of like a big bit within the film. I feel like it was true. That was fake. They, oh, they, never, they had midgets at the party, he said, but there was no lawn darts. Uh, was it game just, they were them. just, they they were were just ornamental. Or something. <laughs> Uh, the woman shaving her head, fact or fiction? Uh, for $10,000. That, that seems simple, so yeah, fact. Yeah, I think that, yeah, I'm going to go with fact as well. That is fact. Because A woman did shave her head for $10,000. Because $10, they have all this crazy stuff, like the midget lawn darts, which it's little person. All right? Let's get oh, that sorry. straight. Oh, sorry. Um, Man. I hope I wasn't offensive there. Yeah, you only offended no, me. It, uh, well, you corrected us. <laughs> you corrected us to the PC term. And, and your camera froze this time into like a scowl, so now it just looks like you're mad at me. I'm not mad. I, I promise. I'm not mad. It's because like, I'm on this aftermarket battery. Don't last. Yeah, long. I was going to say, get a better camera. <laughs> no, nah, I got a so better battery. It's my Olympus battery. This one's just some aftermarket bad battery. Whoa. Wow. All right. Uh, and the last one I got here, uh, the memo of going out about no sex in the office from seven to five. Uh, I, I think it's got to be real. It's got to be real. I believe it because I had a coworker. I won't say his name, but he um, he worked at. I'll say I'll say he worked at um, it was a furniture store. And when he started there weren't really many rules, but he told me to this day, he could tell you why every rule in place is there, which includes like, um, now it's no drinking on the job, but he could also tell me why a rule was, um, introduced for no drinking after six. But these weren't uncommon things. People did crazy things back in the day. So I'd believe it. I'd believe that's a fact. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, it is in fact false. Uh, ah. He said that there was never hmm. any sex in the office. I don't believe so it. No, that's all those wrong. big orgies they showed. Uh, no, 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 no. That happened. He's just, he said he's just the... being humble. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, like half the stuff that happens in this movie with the parties and stuff in the office, he basically said, like, if though if that was actually how it was going. 
law enforcement would have been involved a lot sooner. Uh, <laughs> you know, kind yeah. of thing. All the drugs and, and sex and all that. And that's so a little overinflated. He was more or less doing all that lavish stuff at home then. Yeah. He said it, he said the office was basically like a frat party at times. But, like, work had to be done. You know, in this movie, it kind of depicts that office as, like, 24-7 people are just going loony. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that just wouldn't work. Just wilding out. I mean, it has its times where they do look busy, like when... um they're talking about uh their friend their buddy they're invested with is like selling shares or whatnot so they're like sell it all lower the price of the damn thing and then mm-hmm. they go out and he's like everybody hang up so that at least says their people were working yeah the uh the madden scene the yeah yeah joe madden selling that everyone's working there <laughs> everything had to be perfect um john favreau John Favreau! He was a pleasant surprise. He was. I wasn't expecting Who's to see he? him. That's um, the bodyguard guy, but not... He's like security guy? Because there's the one that they call Mad Max or something. Um, But then there's the other one. He has a mustache. The I guy from know. Iron Man. Yeah, he plays him. Happy. Like, oh, um, I know Iron Happy. Man's assistant. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I know Happy. He's, he's their attorney. Um, no. Huh? He's <laughs> he was their attorney in this guy. movie. No. I could have sworn he was their attorney because he would always let them know when like the law was on him. Like He called them and he's like, your phones are tapped. Yeah, because he's like the head of security. I thought he was the attorney. I, I don't think so. Uh, they kept calling him security. I'm, I still believe he's the attorney. All right, so I still believe he's team, security. Team Dean, he's security. You believe no, he's an attorney? You want. He's an attorney. Yeah, if you're on Team Dean, <laughs> no. he's security because Dean, no. as he should, agrees with me. <laughs> no, good job, um, Dean. John Favreau. I, I was watching like a little uh, behind the scenes video on this. Um, it was pretty short, but um, John Favreau said that there's only two types of movies or stories to tell which is the aspirational story saying, you know, do this or the cautionary story of saying, don't do this. And he says that Scorsese has done a mixture of both of these films, you know, over the years. But um, he says that he particularly thinks that the don't do this parts of Scorsese's films are extremely memorable. Mm -hmm. And I agree with that. I agree. Yeah. They're the most memorable part of this movie when, uh, yeah, <laughs> like, uh, like, like all he's... the scenes where I just want to scream at Belfort to yeah. like, shut up, stop. Or... Like he's given so many opportunities to just get out of it. Exactly. And he does, when he, he does invites, when he invites the officers to the boat, that's one of those mm-hmm. scenes when, when, uh, God, the last time, uh, you see his wife, margot robbie um and he's like just punching her in the gut and like adopting the kid oh Oh, my god that's it's hard to watch at times when he's watching his kid get carried away and you see the blood coming down his head that like just shows how hard they did hit the car behind him. yeah and he probably is just thinking like oh my god i can't believe i did that to my kid Uh, yeah i'd hope so that scene though when i watched it like First of all, um, or no, I'll just say, like, watching that scene where he's like, you're not taking my kid away, you're not taking my kid. I was just like, 
I don't get the sense that he gives a shit at all about his I kids. I know. Yeah, me too. Like, he, they never show him, like, even interact with his kid. Maybe that's a point, yeah. though. Yeah, I feel I, like I that think, could yeah. be a point. I think that is just another, like, thing to sell. Like, you know, he is, like, the greediest man just mm-hmm. in general. Like, like when his dad says to him, like, you know, you got all the money in the world. You're trying to get everybody else's money, too. And he's like, oh, yeah. no, I don't need that. But then, you know... He doesn't walk away from the company. He's like, I'm staying. I'm here to stay. That's another scene. (laughs) I love how the most impactful change to times to them, to me, feels like when it just because I feel like this is the one part of the movie where like it's something that changes with time. And they're like, wow, wow. And it's them talking about no more bush on women i love that <laughs> it's him talking to his dad he's like no no like clean shaven really i didn't, I yeah. didn't, I didn't mind the bush <laughs> i didn't i don't mind it <laughs> that, that was a great part that got you a good laugh out of me women out here man bonded with his father <laughs> uh question for you guys uh how many what times you do you jerk off in a week to, to, uh, is that a question for us <laughs> it sounds like a question for us. Yeah. Um, let, oh God. There's right when I wake up and right after lunch, uh, right before dinner, uh, between dinner and bed, uh, bedtime, and then I wake up between two and three and the uh, morning to Just for get a one in a quickie, and then head back to bed, and then the cycle repeats itself. So what would that be All like right. six six a day? See, uh, so six times seven. I think. Matthew McConaughey would be he would admire that. He would love me. Yeah. He would love me. Yeah. <laughs> Dean, your friend asked you a question. Yeah, I asked oh. you a question, buddy. Oh man. Um let me I, I just think the whole idea of deciding <laughs> deciding to do that is unique in itself, you know, because and I've seen a post about this. I just don't know who originally made it to give credit to. But it's like you're just, you know, you're watching a movie or something. You're alone. And then you're just like, huh. All right, I'll mm-hmm. go do this. And then you go, you do that. And then, uh, and then maybe you're like, "Why did I do that?" Afterwards, <laughs> but it'll happen again. You know, just from the, just from the de- way you're describing this, I just I'm gonna say that those are rookie numbers, and you're gonna have to get those up. Ah, uh, maybe maybe they are rookie numbers, but you know, I I've, I live with my girlfriend. Uh, all right. I, this guy had a wife it's it's yeah. <laughs> you know there's a, it's once you're living with them you gotta watch out when it happens you know you gotta be like <laughs> i can't get caught like this it's a betrayal if i am it's a betrayal <laughs> yes anyway um, <laughs> that's fair <laughs> drew uh i'd like to ask you you're the expert mm. yeah Wait, ask me what? <laughs> ask you uh, the same question. Same oh, question. the same, same question? question. Yes, yes. Hmm. Well, take your time. Take hmm. your time. I know it's hard. Let me just do some calculations here. Yep. I... Carry the three. Yep. Mm. Uh, under and over mm-hmm. and um... crush the numbers. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'd say you know we're looking in like the 
the the upper three digits, you know. Three digits a week? A day? Yeah. Oh, a week. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I respect that. Uh, yeah. That sounds about Yeah. Right. Yeah, that sounds... That, I noticed you looked a little drained recently. <laughs> a little... <laughs> drained? A little drained, deflated. but glowing. <laughs> like, deflated. I'm in the prime of my life right now. You look uh, like your eyes have sunken in to the point where they have not seen the light does, past your brow. Does Pete Davidson just jerk off constantly? Is that why you look like He don't like need that? to, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no you're right oddly enough it's it's weird but uh, uh yeah <laughs> i love i love matthew mcconaughey in this i wish he was in i it do more. too i i also wish he was in it more i i love the whole cast like this cast this is a great cast i do respect though when you when you have a big actor and you don't use them for nearly the whole movie like for most of the movies not even it just to me gives more of a sense of realism Cause like mm-hmm. you know this actor, so you see him, you're like, oh Matthew McConaughey, and every time you see him, you're like, oh I love Matthew McConaughey. If you do like him, but he's not in the whole movie, and that could that could be how life goes. You know, you meet someone, you're like, oh this guy's awesome, I want to see more of this guy, but then you just don't, you know? Yeah, most likely because he went to jail, and most people on could Wall be, Street yeah. uh, tend to get very rich and then spend a very long time in jail. But I mean, the way I Famous saw it was facts. he could have also, unless he did get canned i feel like i don't know he just tanked when the market dropped right he didn't he wasn't in the knowledge of the penny stock ordeal and whatnot so in real life this isn't in the movie but in real life that guy bought 25 percent stake in jordan's company and ended up working for him for like two years before uh he was put away for uh his own crimes mm. uh. so so like if it were 100 percent accurate he would have been in the movie more but uh i i see why they cut him originally this movie was four hours long oh. and that's what Ooh. they were saying it was going to release as but uh i believe they ended up cutting it an hour they knew okay. matt was gonna watch yeah yeah <laughs> but i couldn't at the time because i was like <laughs> 12 i hear this guy i hear this guy hates bad pacing Good pacing this movie has. Yeah. Uh, I'll, it's I'll pretty give it good. that. It's pretty good. There it's are pretty good. moments where it feels long to me, but yeah. not, to, not to me. I was pretty engaged the way through. I still like it all. Like, there's not really a scene in this movie that I don't like, but there's just some that, like, kind of went on for a little while. Mm-hmm. And I like the variety it throws you. You go through his whole drug ordeal you go through him going from not as rich to rich you see him go through like near death with like the boat yeah. and such um see him go through court uh talking to the fbi agents before it's like really getting bad like i did like when they had him on the boat and at first they're just talking talking and then he's like you know i, I can't wait to see this uh yacht taken away from you yeah <laughs> and such as that I did like, though, um, how on the yacht, he's, like, talking, he's, like, I don't know if he said it like this to him, but he's basically saying, like, you ever sit in the subway and you're looking around, you're, like, you ever wish you did get into stocks and whatnot? Like, I could teach someone or something. Like, you ever wish that? Maybe you'd get somewhere better. And then at the end of the movie, after the guy, he completes his case, you see him on the subway and he's looking at people on the subway. I'm getting the feeling he's looking at people kind of like, hey. I just did this big case, but to everybody else, he's still a nobody. 
mm-hmm. yeah, he solved this big case, but in the world, he's still not really much. And he, it, it like literally shows him thinking on the subway. And when I saw that, I feel like he was thinking about um, Jordan telling him, like, what if you got somewhere in stocks and such? And yeah. maybe at that point, he was wishing he took the bride, you know? I, I was thinking about that, too. I think, yeah, it's, you know, you can really imply it how you want. But I think that is a good interpretation. I was kind of thinking along the same lines, like, maybe he's slightly regretful or at least regretful at the fact that he didn't, you know, try going on with uh, pursuing that job yeah. or something like that. It's mm-hmm. just such a such a... I wouldn't say a long scene, but it's just such a scene identified just that the FBI agent, it's him on the subway, just so happens to be when earlier in the movie they mentioned you're on the subway and you're probably thinking, oh, how would life be, huh? I feel like that really is what he's doing right there. Maybe he's like, huh, I could have been somewhere else, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't think he has any regrets in putting Belford away, though. He's wondering about it. That's kind of his goal. Yeah. I yeah. feel like he thought he'd be somewhere better if he did complete his case because it's a big case, but it's mm-hmm. completed and he's just, why is he still on the subway then if I'm such a great FBI agent, you know? Mm-hmm. My, my idea to end this or to, to edit like half an hour off this movie, end it at the infomercial scene. Where he and yeah. like do a little oh. different cutting, but then end it where he just gets caught, kind of thing. Because I feel like after that point, it does. I don't know. You do get a little resolution with like other characters and stuff, but I, I'm just. Uh, I just. I think I'd like that as an ending. I don't know. I would I think that, be, that would be like, on par to the Monty Python Holy Grail ending to me. Yeah. Like it all just <laughs> really? stops. Yeah, because then no. it would just all just stop right there. But, but here's the thing. I like I said. I want to edit it a little bit more than that because I think you should move the part where uh, he's like, "I was sober for two years and all this. It sucked," and put that before the infomercial because the infomercial tends to happen. And then he says like, I was sober for two years and they ended up getting me or and do like, I was sober for two years. Boom, 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 boom. It shows like, Oh, he's doing good now. And then he gets caught of like, cause it's like, you can't just switch, be a good person now and not face justice, I've, you know? Yeah. I've personally felt like the ending has good value. I like it because he is out in like three years. And I mean, that's just how it goes. He could do the worst things and betray a lot of people, but then he just goes and rats them out and he gets off easy. I mean, that's how it goes for some people. And I think mm-hmm. they're trying to yeah. show it like he should be getting the most time. But since he's such a sucker, he <laughs> gets out scot-free early. He's get this big movie deal and he's quote unquote teaching people to be salesmen. It seems like he's still got a good life. I like that they show it not necessarily because I like that he's out. I like that they're kind of showing to all of us, you know, this guy's a scumbag and he's still getting away with it. I, yeah, I want to like think that about too. that a little bit after that happens. You know, yeah, it, it's kind of a scary ending because yeah. it shows that he's just back out there teaching more people. Yeah, yep, like yep. sell me this pen. I think Dean, it's I think it's important, this. and I I love how everybody who's selling the pen then is like just trying to say. Um, well, it's, it's such, a great it's a pen. Good pen. It's a great pen. Look at this. And it's it, amazing. It speaks in volumes because 
that is how a lot of people think right off the bat to sell something. Mm-hmm. But when you see the one guy who's like, who actually was like, sell me this pen. And he's like, Hey, uh, can you write your number down or something? Can I write something down? I don't have a pen. Oh, you can buy this pen. They see yeah. that's a, yeah. it's so simple, it's but it works. It's a demonstration of supply and demand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really what a sale, you know, breaks down to at the end of the day. And- and shout out to Caleb uh, and his boy John Birdthal in this movie uh, playing that guy. Uh, the My favorite Quaalude salesman. <laughs> we I, I remember having a long talk with Caleb at B-Dubs a while ago about that guy. He met him. He's, he's a good guy. And oh, he's a baby driver. He's yeah. my favorite character in Baby Driver when he just says, and if you don't see me again, I'm dead. And then you never see him again. <laughs> Isn't he okay, the guy wait, who's on, like? I have to look this. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. Him. But isn't he also? Isn't he also the guy who's like? Um, wait, 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 wait. Isn't he that yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the Punisher. Punisher. I like yeah. that guy. I like. Yeah, he's a good actor. And I like how he goes to prison, but he doesn't rat the guy out. He, even mm-hmm. though he like hates the dude, he still has the decency not to rat him out. He gets out. They pay him well, and he's still like, nah, I'm done with this. But they're all still friends. You know, him being done doesn't ruin it for them. They're just like, all right, mm-hmm. you're done, you're done. But then they still also let us know. They're like, in two years, man has a heart attack. I'm like, damn, he's a scumbag. Damn. But still, I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah. But he this, went this... out with a bang on that boat. He did. Yeah, he, he went did. out he's with a He's having a good time. They, he deserved it, though. He, he, what, he spent three months or maybe yeah, three years. Three I don't years. know what it was. Yeah, Three years, I believe. It might Which, have been four. Which is the amount of time our main guy spent. It's three years. Mm-hmm. And yep. the main guy did the whole business. And he only got three years because he ratted everybody out. And I mean, man, what a scumbag. What a bastard. I know. Well, his did... best friend is like paying off the dues for him. He's like, I got your house. I'll cover it for you. You're fine. And he thanked him so much. At least he had the decency to give the note. I'm wearing a wire. But how did they find that note? How did the FBI Well, that's what I was thinking. Note? I feel like maybe Jonah Hill's character gave it to the FBI because oh, really? he was like, yeah, I think it, I think it's because he's like, oh, um, he's ratting everybody out. You know, I'm not going to let him just get off scot-free, too. Okay. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. But that scene where he holds up the bag with the note in it, I was like, damn. I know. <sighs> That, well, that's him. what I thought yeah. was going to, like, seal him to, like, a 20-year sentence. Me, too. I thought that was going to be the end of it because they yeah. were mm-hmm. – they did brief him, like, don't do this, don't do this, do this. Yep. Yep. Yeah. There's a lot of scenes like that where Jordan's given a clear out how to get out of it, and he just doesn't do it. And it's so frustrating every time, especially – the scene where he's announcing that he's leaving the company. I was like, you know what, Jordan, good for you. This is a smart choice. But then I remembered the meme I saw of him, like, l- screaming in the mic, we're not going anywhere. Yeah. And I just thought, like, oh, that's this scene. Oh, he's about uh, to mess up. <laughs> like, he doesn't know memes... when to quit. No, he doesn't. And that's, like, that's part of success is you got to know when to quit. Got to know when to fold them. When to walk away. When to walk away. As it were. As yep. it were. But, yeah, it, it's just, it's a frustrating character because he's like the, 
he's the protagonist, but also the antagonist of the yeah. whole thing to me. And you you want to you want to root for him, you want to like him, but he makes it so hard at times. Yeah, because yeah, definitely he's yeah he's a he's kind of a shit person. <laughs> yeah, I feel like even in the beginning. Uh, you know, when he's sitting down for dinner with Matthew McConaughey, I was thinking like, this dude is totally gonna like cheat on his wife and stuff and get addicted to drugs. Like, I mean, it's all foreshadowed with the beginning, Mm -hmm. but like, I feel like you can just tell like how driven he is to become rich. Like that's his goal is I want to be rich. And the people that want that, once they get rich, they want more, they want drugs, Mm -hmm. they want, you know, fame, they want power. It's all excess. Yep. Mm-hmm. I always wondered why, um, because there's a lot of people who make the argument like this guy makes millions and billions of dollars, but why doesn't he solve world hunger and such? And, you know, I, I kind of question that, too. Like, why don't they put some of their money in the good stuff? But I feel like maybe I also kind of understand it, because whenever you see a lawsuit happen to these guys and they lose, it is in like the tens of millions and. I just wonder, maybe they just don't want to put all the money away because they're like, maybe in the future I'm going to get sued a ton of times and each of those lawsuits are going to cost me tens of millions of dollars and then I'll be, it seems like a lot, but maybe I will be broke then because it's not like they get small lawsuits. I mean, some people would maybe even sue them like to shut the company down. Then they are stuck and who's going to want to hire them after that? I just... I feel like I can see where their worry comes from, too, from getting rid of money, even if they have a literal boatload of money. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I suppose. Like I was just saying, it's all excess, like all the drugs, all the and he's an addict. Yeah, he he says like multiple times. He's an addict to money. He does sex to drugs. He acknowledges it. He knows it. (laughs) Yeah, he's aware. It's it's not like he's like, oh, cocaine's bad. It's it's (laughs) like, yeah, no. It's like me talking to my uncle when he's smoking a cigarette, and I just found out that that causes lung cancer. I might have mentioned it before, where I'm like, Uncle Dan, uh, you shouldn't smoke cigarettes, and he's like, I know. I'm like, oh, (laughs) you stupid kid, cause cancer. I know. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. All right. Smoke away. Dead set. Get I, the loots. Get the loots. I feel like the peak of like when he is like the worst in his drug addiction is when he's mm-hmm. on the plane and the pilot has to like strap him to his seat because he was just like, I, I don't know what he was doing. He was coked out and like, rubbing on the flight attendants and he called the pilot the (laughs) (laughs) n-word that that splinter was the they say it yeah this that was when uh you know it was getting real bad his addiction is that when he was completely irredeemable to you yeah, pretty much. I, I feel like well, I don't know. I feel like that happened even sooner when he was completely irredeemable. I um, I felt like his lowest with the drugs was when he had those fancy quaaludes. Yeah, the they, they thought they were duds, and he yep. like. I love that they do the scene where he gets home and he's like, "Not a scratch on it," and yeah. he's going throughout the rest of the night. And then he wakes up to the police officers, and it turns out he crashed in the 
everything on the way home. I like he's driving on the way home. He's like, I'm winning. <laughs> I'm winning. It's, it's the slowest I've ever driven. <laughs> I love that they do like a long shot of him from like the phone to the car. He like get his whole journey from getting to the phone to the car. Yeah. With, like the yeah. stairs and everything. I love the stair bit, how like it shows at one point the stairs are like it's like five steps. Yeah. But then as he's rolling down them, it's like thirty. Yeah. To oh, show yeah. like how high he is. <laughs> yeah. It the stairs are constantly changing in length. It's um, it's amazing. Martin Scorsese commented on that that he said like um the editing is intentionally goofy at times and there are sometimes like um continuity errors on purpose, uh especially when the characters are just blazing high. I was mm. gonna say with when his um I feel like this was a legit continuity error, though. Maybe maybe Scorsese's just trying to cover his ass with that comment. Ah, there you go. When, yeah, um, I meant to do it, guys. Yeah, I meant to do it, guys. <laughs> I was thinking about that, too, <laughs> when, but with the stairs scene, it was very deliberate. Stairs scene, oh, yeah, it makes sense. Oh, yeah, the stairs deliberate. But when um his wife catch like, his first wife catches him with the woman in the limousine. Yeah. And they get in the argument outside the limousine, and, like, in the middle of the argument, the limo's just gone. Yeah, and then I shortly after too. it, it's back right next to them. Oh. I don't know about that. I think that's it an goes error. to like a shot behind them, and the limo's just not at the curb anymore. Yeah. And then the next shot, you see the limo drive away. Oh, weird. I yeah, just, it just disappears for that. a second. But I mean, he was high at the time. He was doing yeah. coke off he her did boobies, coke, which that makes is you. True. But coke makes true. you hyper attentive. So if anything. That limousine would be extra there. (laughs) (laughs) Double the limo. I I recognized his first wife, and I was I looked it up, and it turns out she's the the mother in How I Met Your Mother. Oh, "Oh, that's where I know you from, and she's a nice lady, nice looking gal. One thing about these stories, and maybe there's not too many, but I feel like there. It just feels like there is, like at least walk hard in this movie is what I'm thinking. The guy gets the guy's happily married, you know, he's happy. Then he gets rich and famous, cheats on the wife, divorces her, and gets a hot wife. And I'm like, damn. It's just, I, I've yes. seen that trope a lot in movies. I just yeah. man. You know, because the wife is probably like, like, I'm so happy for you and we're doing so well. And then he just goes for some other woman. I and think then she's that out happens of the picture. in Casino, too. It happens a lot of times. I, I was saying, I think it happens all the time when a guy gets rich and famous. And it just hurts. It's sad. Yeah, because it's like the, the wife he couldn't afford type of yeah. deal. Yeah. It's like, it's very sad to see. And then because... what's the first wife thinking? Like, oh, I guess I can't afford an, a uh, successful husband. They're just going to mm-hmm. leave me. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, he says in the beginning, too, which I think further illustrates, he was like, I'm addicted to the money. That's my real addiction. He's saying, like, it'll get you the best drugs, the better pussy. Uh, and I'm like, ah, hey, Aww. <laughs> like uh, like our coworker at um, uh, Weed Man once said, pussy's <laughs> pussy. <laughs> <That's> my- <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure he said a hole's a hole, but oh, which is far worse. <laughs> which is far worse. I mean, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, at, at this point, um, we were. <laughs> Weed Man had some controversial discussions. They did. They're, <laughs> I mean, as someone who has worked there and has no intentions of going back, Same. I'm going to say I don't think they were a great company to I begin worked, with. I worked there one season and then I was gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to ask you guys who, because I'm struggling with this, who is the MVP of this movie? Oh, I think it's his dad. I think it's okay. Okay, because his dad is at least like I don't know. He's not like necessarily encouraging his bad habits. I don't think he's like discouraging them well enough. But mm-hmm. he is trying at least to discourage them at times. Like I would say, for the country, the MVP is the FBI agent, the main guy. But for business. And the land of corporate, I'm going to say Jordan is the MVP because he taught, he's the one that taught the people how to sell. People who seemed feeble at selling, he made them yuppies. They were, he transformed these people. Made them yuppies? Yes, sir. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I'm Um, still struggling. I really don't know who to pick. Maybe the dad is a good pick because he is kind of. The one with the most moral compass, I guess. Yeah. And I, I love the bit with him answering the phone and turning British for some reason. <laughs> oh, I love yeah. that. Uh, He's like all pissed off and then he answers. Yeah. He's like, hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. Gosh. Um, oh, I did like, though, when the FBI guy did first see him on his yacht. And um, he... Um, Jordan goes through the whole bit that's like, man, I'll teach anybody who needs to know or really wants to know, you know? And then the guy's like, yeah, yeah. Could you say that again? <laughs> yeah, The same closer. thing you just said. And then he turns Very around clearly. and the other agent's right next to him. <laughs> I like that bit. <laughs> Every scene with him and the FBI guy is like my favorite. And like when he's like chucking the lobster at yeah. him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, look what I found in my pocket. It's your yearly salary. And he's yeah. chucking the lobster. Go back like, oh, to your ugly bitch wife. I don't yeah. see I don't see the appeal though to try and piss off a guy who's trying to get on your case, even if he seems no, determined. He's just he's just a toddler. He's a big toddler. If you really piss mm-hmm. him off, he's gonna just wanna keep looking into you further. Yeah. 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 Uh, another interesting thing uh donald trump was almost a part of this movie Uh, (laughs) like in it yeah like in it because they were recording or not recording but they were filming right outside of trump tower and this was like before he was president obviously uh and trump saw it and he was like hey uh, can i be in the movie and they're like yeah we could like make you an extra and stuff and he was like no, I want to par in the oh. movie. I want to be a character. <laughs> and they're like, we're Shit. pushing four hours on this thing already, Donald. I don't I don't think we can make you a, a whole nother character. They couldn't, yeah. they couldn't at least have him go down the hall to the left. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's what they offered him, but he didn't want to do that. He's like, bummer. write me a whole new character. So... Donald Trump did not imagine him just like replacing Jonah Hill or something. How different would this movie be? <laughs> It'd be different. I wouldn't like it as much. I don't think. I mean, Donald Trump 
jacking off in the middle of a party. Oh my gosh. Obviously, <laughs> Trump's in a lot of hot water. There's a lot of stuff that I can't support about him, but um it I still like to see him appear in a movie. <laughs> I, he's got some <laughs> quips to him, okay? I just <laughs> funny guy, hilarious guy. Even. Uh, I don't think he should be in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, him being in this movie maybe would criminalize him more because people would be like, "He was in this movie." We <laughs> think like, he's uh, about Let me tell stuff. you about all the awful shit I did in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> my turn. Yeah, my turn. Wolf of Wall Street too. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Get uh, Alec Baldwin. He played him on SNL, but I don't think people want to be with Alec Baldwin right now. We're in a That's bad a touchy here. situation. My stance is, according to what he said, the the armorer told him the gun was cold. And I mean, I have known some actors who hold a gun and they're like, how the hell does this thing work? To, which to me, I'm like, isn't it obvious you pull the trigger and shoot? Some people don't know. So, um... If you're the armorer, you gotta. Tr- I feel like even if your actor knows, you gotta treat the actor like he don't know shit about the gun. I mean, that's yeah. just safety reasons. But if you're holding a gun, you should treat it like it's loaded. Yeah, yeah I think but it's that's like the a fifty-fifty split of you know who's to blame here. Exactly, I think they're both. I think at it is fault. a fifty-fifty split. That's the thing, unless it's like a. Which I guess maybe here I was gonna say unless it's a scene where they have to I they supposedly have to aim the gun at someone, um maybe then they say cold gun. But it's like other than that, yeah. But wise, she was like the first AD. Yeah, I woman. know. That's what confuses me the most. Is like you just aimed it at the AD or like yeah. I don't know. How does that happen? I, I just think even. Because there's like those TikToks people do where they like throw a brick and it looks like it's going to hit the person. They cut the video. But in real life, all they did was they were throwing it like just behind them or just in front. So I feel like with that, you don't have to aim the gun right at someone. And what I was going to say earlier is, why are they saying this is a cold gun? This is a hot gun. Just say this is a gun. Don't aim it at somebody. (laughs) Yeah, I I think honestly and. I think this is a discussion that's been coming up more since that movie, but like, I feel like just don't use real guns on sets anymore. Why do we even have to do that? Like things like airsoft guns exist, things that are close Mm -hmm. enough, you know, it doesn't have to have the same weight and everything. It can just be a fake gun. I can understand why the transition came to play because at, in the beginning of times where like you're back in the silent film era or, early movies when there are guns and there's like people getting shot at back in those times they actually were shooting towards them they would hire an expert marksman to shoot near the actors (laughs) um and so they were using real guns in the beginning of time but now that like gas blowback airsoft guns exist i can see the excuse just use an airsoft gun yeah and if i were running the movie i personally would want gas-powered airsoft guns so you still got the blowback like a real gun and i would also want them to bore the barrels so that they're still the size as like a caliber of a real gun because that would be my that would be my issue with using an airsoft gun today is you look at the barrel and you're like that's either a 22 yeah or an airsoft gun which is not that lethal right um, right which it is lethal 
But a 22 is like, I, I my ex-girlfriend, her grandfather accidentally shot her grandmother in the foot with a 22 on a hunting trip. Oh, She's completely geez. fine. Even if you're huh. shot in the torso, you can be fine with a 22. It, it's such a small round. It's just got to hit the right spot. Interesting. Uh, I, I was just looking this up because I thought Rust was uh, canceled because of this, but it looks like they no. just confirmed they will return to shooting. I think it's oh, because wow. they dropped the Shooting charges. as in filming, not shooting yeah. more people, oh, oh, Alec Baldwin. I think God. it's because I think the charges on Alec Baldwin were dropped, which I would say it's because he was told the gun was cold, which to him, he should still have treated it like it was loaded because that is the rule of firearms. Don't ever treat a gun like it's unloaded unless i wouldn't even say unless you know just treat it like it's loaded but even if a guy tells you this gun is cold first thing you do when you hold a gun is still rack it and make sure it's empty yeah like if you don't you're you look like an amateur if you don't when they hand you a gun i'm just saying you want to look cool you make sure it's empty you aim it at the nearest crew member no no (laughs) don't do that yeah, no, it, it, it's horrible. But to get back to a lighter subject and back to the movie, I love his car. I love that white Ferrari oh, thing. Oh, yeah, me uh, too. It's a Countach, ain't it? Is. A Countach, whatever. That's a Lambo. It, it's fantastic. A Lambo. I don't know what it is, Dude, but I, it's amazing. I think that is one of the coolest sports cars because it's got that 80s boxy look to it. Mm-hmm. The, the suicide door – or they're not suicide. The wing gall doors. That's uh, – exactly how i like a supercar is kind of still sharp edges yeah. but it's like i think it, it probably does get good miles per gallon but if those sharp edges and such affect it and give it worse miles per gallon i don't care i'm rich nope. yeah who cares <laughs> yep it's uh yeah it's a lamborghini countach yeah so good job everyone good they're job. so cool jim carrey owned cool one car. But he got rid of it because when he'd hit the gas on it, he'd be like, what am I swallowing? And then he'd realize it's his balls. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That's what that's what Jim Carrey said to Jerry Seinfeld on Comedians and Cars. <laughs> what, is that? what does that mean? It's because he's going so fast that he's like, oh, what did I swallow? It's his balls. It's my the- brains are in my feet. feet. <laughs> my oh no Matt you were laughing at that you were laughing at that bit we're not doing space ball <laughs> yeah, I heard a slight chuckle to uh, that line I though. was chuckling yeah. uh, I chuckled to Convicted. nothing Convicted. Drew has better delivery than anything in that movie <laughs> allegedly Matt laughed oh. allegedly <laughs> allegedly yeah I, I... What kind um, of dunce of the movie? Jordan oh. Belfort for me. Oh. Yeah, get out, get he... out of the business. Yeah, that was a dunce move. He he had a chance to get away. I'm gonna say Jonah Hill's character for mainly That's because a great pick too. Yeah, because of the whole like ending that one dude up in jail. Like that was mm-hmm. so stupid the way that played out, and he just drives off. He hear me out though. Like Jordan Belfort. tries to bribe fbi agent Mm -hmm. he beats his wife cheats on his wife yeah uh yeah tries to abduct his child drug addict sex addict all that uh he takes a garbage man's entire life savings into a trashy penny stock yeah uh let's (gasps) see uh just uh there's so much more the the laundering uh, when the uh, two people he rapes and beats his wife 
Yeah. Is, is yeah. that enough? Okay, there we go. When, I think... When, Oh. When the helicopter blows up that was coming to save them. Airplane. And he's just like <laughs> Yeah, the plane. Or yeah, and he's just like, eh, you know, three people died, whatever. I don't think yeah. he, I'm pretty sure he said in that moment that that specific moment was an awakening. So I don't think he took that moment lightly. Well, here's the thing. He says it is, but he doesn't take it. He's like, that's a sign from God. Yeah. And then he still uh, keeps doing yeah. dumb shit. You have convinced me, Matt. Um, He will be my dunce. And I think the father will be my MVP because the father was probably the best voice of reason. Um, Because even when he was like, I'm not leaving. And he's like, everybody's cheering. The father's like, hold up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And he's trying whoa, to. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. The, father, the father was there for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think mm-hmm. horniest of the movie undisputedly goes to Jonah Hill for boning his cousin and also jerking off in the middle Taking of the party. Taking it out at the party. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, that, was, uh, that was great. <laughs> yeah, good times. <laughs> That's great. Uh, there, there's also a lot of contenders for horniest, though. Like there are. Jordan could be, you he know. Could be. I do, I do uh, love the whole bit though, where he's like, "If you show me a pay stub for seventy two k, I will quit my job right now and work I know. for you." And I love that does. too. <laughs> the way that he like approaches him, and you know that whole bit goes on. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they do crack. Which yeah, they do yeah. crack. <laughs> Smoke some crack with me, bro. <laughs> which that was very sudden you know yeah. <laughs> what's well, a better way I to think, start off a friendship you know, i was gonna say it shows the evolution because they're going from the poor man's drug crack uh yeah. to the rich man's drug of uh cocaine, cocaine. so yeah you know started from uh, the bottom and they hear and jonah hill has amazing teeth in this movie uh he does which is surprised since he smokes crack but uh, it, <laughs> yeah it shows in this movie, and I feel like I do see it in real life, and it's just like one thing I feel like I have seen in life that sucks is if you are like you talk like you know everything and like you're on a high horse and like you're very confident in your speaking, you're just like a douchebag, like deep down, you don't care about people, and like it even shows it seems like those people take off. And it's because they kind of bully people. They're like, you should, if, if they, even if they know it's going to wreck someone's life, but it's going to benefit them, they're like, you should do this. You should get into this and like really convince somebody to do that. But it ruins their life, but benefits the money, big talker guy's life. I don't know. I've just known so, I've, I've known people who they just talk like an asshole. And when I meet them, I'm like, screw you, man. Screw yeah. you, I, I, I see what you're and saying. And they make it far. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like I feel like I could even be like that, but I just don't want to be like that. I don't want to be, I don't want to go far from being an asshole. Assholes you know? are winners, unfortunately. Yep. Sucks. Smooth talker. Charismatic. That's what gets you far, but uh, yeah, I don't want that. It's nothing to brag about it. Even if you were rich no. making millions, I don't even think that's something to brag for it because it's how you got it. You're just yeah. an asshole. Be- people that just boast their money, like that's 
that's the most annoying thing to me. Like you can still like be rich and have all these nice things, but like, you know, when I saw videos of people being like, like when the PS five was at a shortage and they were like me throwing a PS five off my apartment building because I can. Cause I have 80. (laughs) It's like, dude, come on. You sir officially suck now. Yeah. Everybody hates you now. Yeah. Yeah, like if you got if you are a successful person and you can afford a sports car and stuff, sure, go ahead, post it. But like, there's a line, you know. Yeah, there's a you line. Know, it's, it's called respect. As with respect everything. your neighbor, you know. It's golden rule. Golden rule. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And if you don't What'd know you the golden rule, a... it's treat those how you want to be treated. Just making sure yeah. they know. Because people could Just listen to sure like, what's know. the golden rule? That's what mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Now they know. Yep. Uh, what'd you guys think of Margot Robbie in this movie? Uh, I, I really liked her performance. Is I she the main she, wife? I, yeah. When, they, when she's like getting real heated with him and stuff, like it seems genuine. Like I believe that mm-hmm. she is utterly pissed. And Man, I, I know she let him hit it, but it... it, it it was like, damn, girl, when she's like, do me like it's our last time. Come on, do it. I want you to do it. And then they he does, of course. And then she's like, all right, that was the last time. And he's like, what? Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I, I really <laughs> like that whole scene. Um, and just like how casually she mentions she wants a divorce. Like, it's infuriating from both sides. Like, I see why they're both upset with each yeah, other. But it's no like... more sex and no more uh, money. Marriage. You know? Marriage, <laughs> yeah. No more marriage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I like her a lot. Oh, also, movie. she's hottest of the movie, for sure. Hottest of the pod. Hottest yep. of the pod. There's, a lot, and, of, uh, there's going... a lot of contenders. Going completely naked was her idea. I know. Scorsese was going to do just a robe. I want to be naked. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get you on set. (laughs) All right. um, (laughs) Skip the makeup department. You're coming. (laughs) Just let's get this one quick. He probably Uh, called George Lucas after, like, can you believe it? She volunteered. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't even have to lie to her about underwear and space. (laughs) (laughs) There's no underwear in Wall Street. In Wall Street, yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) They didn't invent it. I could believe that. (laughs) (laughs) After this movie, I might. Well, she she is so sick of wearing panties around the house. She did say that. Yep, yep. Uh, And another thing uh is the nudity in this movie i it's a lot like i am surprised they got away with what they did yeah like if i was a kid i'd be having a ball (laughs) (laughs) i i heard that scene with the uh gay butler orgy uh they had to edit a chair into the place of like a few of the crotches like in post because oh. if they didn't they would have gotten like an nc-17 yeah. rating oh, wow. yeah and there's quite a few instances like that where they i just... believe it yeah because this was the production really company... close to being nc-17 and yeah the production company let uh scorsese do like whatever he wanted but uh the mpaa is not the same (laughs) not nearly as forgiving no but i mean it ended up being scorsese's highest grossing movie ever so 
it, it worked. It's good. It worked indeed. Yeah. Yep. Do you think? Um, uh, do you? Maybe, maybe. Uh, I'll save it. I'll save it for later. I'll save oh, it for later. Okay. I'll, sorry, sorry. But yeah, uh, I'm trying to think if I have anything else. Oh, he kisses his aunt. That was the cringiest oh, part. Yeah, to me. it was his uh, wife's aunt. Yeah, yeah. That's still weird. That's I know, it was so weird. weird. I don't think he wanted to. The thing was, he I wanted he to sweet. No, no. The thing was, he wanted to sweeten her up to hold the money. I think that's what he thought it would take I think that's for her to do what it. he wanted. But then she... I do I do think that's what he thought it would take to convince her was getting on to her. And then just lucky enough, she just would do it and she just didn't do it. I also think though he looked like he was getting a little too much enjoyment out of that I think the way I took it was he noticed he felt like she was hitting on him and I feel like as a guy who's the type he is if you feel like somebody's into you that way that's an instant route to know how to hook them for something you want to do. That's an instant manipulative route where you can be like oh all I gotta do is a sexual favor, and they'll give me what I want. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, I guess. I mean, he's—it's uh, just like he's a salesman who read the cues wrong. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, in the boat where he's in, he's banged half a Manhattan. I think it would just—it's the easiest option for him at that point. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. And, but there's a difference between like you saying like the two hundred dollar hookers and your aunt. Well, yeah, there's you know? a difference, but this is business. This is a matter of keeping twenty million dollars in your name safely. Business. And he's lucky that she still did it. It's basically, hey, would you bang an old woman to keep twenty million dollars? Well, when you are you asking like me? That, yes, it's a question now. <laughs> uh. Uh, you have the money too. Lot, uh, yeah, it's, it's at I, risk of losing of it. It's <laughs> without shame. I think I'd have to say I would do it. Yeah. See, have, I guess so. I yeah. guess so. I feel That's like most people would actually. There you go. It's a small price to pay. No, I was. Um, uh, I got this advice, and I, I want to share it with you guys because you guys are my friends. The listeners are my friends, and this is in the form of a question. Okay. Um, I, I offer you ten million dollars. Ten million dollars. No, ten million dollars. <laughs> uh, the only catch is you don't wake up tomorrow morning. Do you take the ten like million? Like you're dead. You're dead. No. No. Why would I take that? <laughs> That's see, but this shows that waking up tomorrow morning is worth more than ten million dollars. I think that was Thanks, pretty profound. Man. Wow. I have an awakening is, on life now. That's kind of deep, bro. It's kind you're of welcome, deep. You're welcome, guys. Waking and see, every day is a gift. So when you wake wow. up and you're like, oh, I'm having a crappy day, just remember, that's worth more than $10 million, a every, crappy day. Every you're day right. Keith right. wakes up is a blessing to the world. Who is Keith? That's what Charlie Watts said about Keith Richards. And you know, that line really hits me hard <laughs> because Charlie Watts passed away before Keith. I have no idea what you're talking about. 
then you're not a Stones I like, fan. I like that <laughs> not you nearly this, as much as you. I like that you had this quote that could, like, it has potential to. But it's just about one specific guy. <laughs> just about Keith. Just Keith. Every day Keith wakes up. Well, it's because Keith did everything, man. When Keith showed up to do his voice lines for The oh. Simpsons, they quote, saw it before he did his lines, they quote, saw him drink a gallon of orange juice and vodka. That's pretty cool. And he he just cool. did all kinds of drugs and smoking and such, and he's still alive today. He's the one of the Rolling Stones where people are like, damn, he's okay. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> Speaking of music, this movie had great music. I liked uh, a lot of the choices in it. Good soundtrack. I agree. I agree. There was a lot Ooh, of yes, songs yes, that yes. I was surprised to catch in this. Bo Diddley. Good 90s soundtrack. Yeah. Bo Diddley's in it a bit. Um Insane like in the membrane. He, uh, Insane in the brain. They have his, um, uh, what is it? Roadrunner. The song Roadrunner by Bo Diddley. It's one of my favorite songs by him. It was in the movie. So when I heard it, I was like, I'm a roadrunner, honey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they also had Billy Joel, and I liked that. Yep, yep, that, yep. that was a good scene. A good Billy Joel shout. Oh, Billy Joel. Billy Joel. What a good guy. Maybe. Is he a good guy? I don't know. I think. I we hope. Know. We hope. Okay. I feel like nice. I always hold Billy Joel on a similar level to Bob Dylan for some reason. They're like, they live in the same house to me. and uh, mm-hmm. But I feel like Bob Dylan, for some reason, I feel like as a person, Bob Dylan would be worse than Billy Joel. But that's not saying they're bad people. If they're listening, if you're listening, Bob Dylan or Billy Joel... Uh, <laughs> which i'm sure they are yeah, big fans of big the fans show of bob course. dylan and billy joel <laughs> if you're listening not saying you're a bad guy i'm just saying bob dylan has lesser morals than billy joel okay that's all <laughs> i'm glad right. we uh I'm i glad hope they we are offended to say that yeah uh the scene where uh leonardo dicaprio and margot robbie are having sex on the bed of money uh, first of all, watching that, I was like, that is, uh, that perfectly encompasses when somebody asks me what the American dream is, I'm going <laughs> to just show them that scene. That scene. I'm like, that is, that is what America was built on. Yeah. Second of all, apparently it was extremely painful because <laughs> uh, apparently Margot Robbie and Leonardo DiCaprio got a lot of paper cuts uh, uh, from yeah. dollar bills. I don't think gonna, most people oh. think about that part of it you know a dollar bill is probably the last thing you want to get a paper cut from i know and you know all your skin exposed on there well Mm -hmm. if it's paper cut that's like under your skin when because the reason a paper cut hurts so bad from what i hear is when you get a paper cut it's something that came from the wood of the tree i wouldn't call it acidic or whatever it but just to give a better idea of what I'm saying, just think of it as like a minor acid that's in the wood of a tree. And when you get a paper cut, it stings so bad because of that, um, whatever you'd call it, chemical? I don't know. Okay, yeah. Ouch. That's what makes it well, cause, different. Because you get a paper cut, and it's like, it, mm-hmm. it, it looks very minor. But everybody knows, man, that thing is flaming. yeah. And if you get it between your fingers, oh! Well, I'm just imagining done. poor Margot Robbie hopefully not getting them on her ass cheeks. That would... 
I feel like yeah. that was definitely a thing. Good. Man, what I about Leo's balls? <laughs> balls? That would also suck. A bad day. <laughs> Chopped yeah. nuts. Feel I, like putting yeah. icy hot on them or something. Nice. It, anything else? Um, I don't think so. Look, I want to end this with Leo's balls. Yo, you want? Okay, we can we can do that. Unless you have something else, I'm not going to discourage discussion. Um, I'm just quick quick skimming through my note my notes. I'll oh. just bring up Leo's oh. balls again. Um, ah <laughs> oh, man, what's this for though? I'm right. So I have here the whole office gives Steve Madden trouble when he gets up to do his speech. They give him they they give him they bullshit him and whatnot. But then I said, always love hearing a bop for the first time. I believe a song played near that point oh. that was really banging to me. And I never heard mm. it before. And I was, it's one of those songs where I heard it for the first time. I'm like, okay, okay, all right, this is going. I wish I knew mm. the song now. Yeah, the Madden song. Just, uh, it's close, up, uh, the it's close of, to, close to when the office of gives Street. some shit. There's got to be a Wolf of Wall Street soundtrack like I mean, on Spotify or something. I'd have to go through it, though. I wouldn't know just reading the name right now. Oh, I guess it does say, um, I, I wrote down one lyric where the song's like, calling your mama or something. I don't know. <laughs> I can't. All right. All right, well. Calling your mama. You said you want to rewatch it, I so do, this is your opportunity to find it again. I do think the song started um, kind of like... Um, Oh, man, I, I think it reminded me of like the beginning of the song "Wooly Bully." Wooly Bully, yeah. Wooly Bully. You, you got these dudes. I don't want to seem off, but it I is... had the impression that they were hey, Hispanic dudes. It's called "Hey Leroy, Your Mama's Calling You" by Jimmy Castor. Ah, uh, Hey Leroy, Your Mama's Calling. That's quite the title. Hey Leroy, I was Your say. Mama's <laughs> Calling You by Jimmy Castor. All right. All right. All right. I'll have to look that up later, too, because if Dean thinks it's a bop, it's gotta be a bop. It's gotta be. Oh, I know that song. Yeah. This is it. And now we're down, and now we're uh, copyright. We're taken down now. <laughs> yeah. so you can block that's, it. No, I can't. I can't do anything about that one. So, but... <laughs> You can't bleep it. You can't bleep it. If it's that big of an issue, you'd bleep it. Cut it. You cut it and then say, uh, Dean uh, ruined a bit of this given copyright uh, material. Anyway, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio it, on the yacht scene says he's going to have girls like Chardonnay off his balls. And that's the, the movie. movie. Well, I won the IMDb game, so I get to give my final thoughts and rating first. Uh, I really like this movie. I very much enjoy it. Uh, the only real issue I have with it would be the length, which is probably something I'm going to say two more times this month. That's, uh, that's pretty good, though. It's pretty good, though. Like, it, it is, like, Drew was struggling last time to see, like, the runtime, and it is, like, right there. It's right on, it's, like, when I loaded it up on Amazon Prime, it said, like, 259 in like 55 that's seconds. That's what it said on Paramount. So close. But but like uh, on uh, Letterboxd it said like three hours on the dot and IMDb I believe says three hours on the dot. So 
Who knows? Uh, I, I count it. I'm not mad at you, Drew. You can at least take one bathroom break while watching. There you go. Three-hour experience. For five seconds? <laughs> yeah. Well, you said it's um, three hours. No, you said it's two hours, 59 minutes, and like 50 seconds. So 55, 50. Yeah. So that's a five so yeah, second bathroom, bathroom break. break. Five second bathroom break. Yeah. That'd be kind yeah. of impressive though. Five seconds. Would... I think it's going to take longer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Leo lasted like five or Peter, I guess. Or no, Jordan. Why did I say Peter? I Jordan know. lasted like uh, six seconds more than that. His first time with the he Duchess. Did. So congrats. Oh, I, think, yeah. I think it was 11 seconds for some reason. That, that For some reason that really stuck seconds. with me. Uh, 11 seconds. <laughs> really <laughs> <suffering>. <laughs> Relatable. Good job, good job. Um, but uh, and another thing I want to say, if you, Drew, I'm speaking to you directly here. Oh, okay. If you like this movie, watch Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah, there's, yeah. There's a lot of uh, similarities in, in good ways. See, so, uh, th- is the thing. He so just don't you, want you to don't put like, the time into it. You don't like doing long movies. I don't like doing <laughs> long TV shows. I don't want to invest. It's not that long. It's five seasons, and they're like eight episodes each. I feel like. So, I don't even... wait, let's do the math here, though. Each episode's like an hour. It's like 45 minutes, sure. Okay, so, you know, that's like about seven hours ish buddy i follow you on be real i see you watching the spongebob for the 90th time i would rather do breaking bad bro you know i think you you would like it i also think it because i don't personally well i don't personally (laughs) see matt as a man to like I don't know. I don't see Matt watching many movies that are like live action, normal life dramas that last that long. I don't really see Matt finish those too much. Personally, maybe he does. But the fact no, you're he, right. I the, like Spider-Man. The fact he zoomed, <laughs> he zoomed through Breaking Bad I did says zoom. something. I would get it home from work every night and maybe. watch an episode. Me too. Every night I would watch one. I did that with good time. Better Call Saul, too. And then then Netflix is like, oh, the last season, you got to buy it. Ha! I haven't bought it yet because I don't want to. And now damn. I'm just inconvenienced. I th- damn. Buddy, uh, 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 arr, yar, har. <laughs> what? Arr. Yeah. yeah. You My get, eye you catch was slipping. Uh, <laughs> no, anyway. Um, I don't do that. <laughs> um but anyway i really like the movie i like the 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 pure tomfoolery that happens within this thing uh the characters are frustrating but in good ways i want to see him succeed at the same time i want to see him fail hard uh which you know scorsese he's good at that he's good at this type of thing i'm gonna give it a nine out of ten wow Hell yeah. Uh, Dean, your final thoughts are rating on The Wolf of Wall Street. I, maybe you know this about me or not. I, I personally do not have a problem with the length of a movie as long as I'm engaged throughout it, Then, which maybe that's obvious for anybody then. But movie time doesn't bother me as long as it's a good movie, I guess. Um, I don't think myself that they really need to cut much out because I feel like each event has something about it that I can take home with me and be like, that was a good scene. I enjoyed that scene. Um, 
I feel like I always love to see a story where a man starts and a man ends. You see his whole story. That's always nice and conclusive for me. I don't got to worry about a sequel coming because I got it all in one movie. Um, not really much to complain about here. Um, I guess my one complaint would be I will not watch it with a stranger or family. Um, I want to be comfortable with the people I'm watching it with. And for that, damn, damn. I'm going to give it a 9.9. <laughs> oh! Wow. Real close. Whoa, yeah. whoa. Wow. Just once again, I just got to say, just give it the 10. No. Yeah. Just <laughs> give it the 10. Can't watch it with family. Anywho, I thought you would be giving it a little more harsher score based off of the uh, inaccuracies that I let yeah. you know about. But, I, I didn't really watch this. I mean, I thought maybe some of it's true, but I didn't really go into it to watch it as a true story. And I think that's the one times where uh, inaccuracies would bother me. Like the reason it would with history it's just because I think it's just because I'm interested in history. So if I see mm. something that I know is inaccurate, it just instantly and takes I, me I out of that. the uh, in what uh, the immersion. Because that's like how I am with comic books. Because that's something I'm interested oh, in. Yes, you know, yes. so if they make Spider-Man wrong, I'm like, you messed up Spider-Man. This is not a Spider-Man movie anymore. Yeah, that's <laughs> you with like they mess up. The Nazis, you're like, no, they're nicer than that guy. No, that's not, <laughs> that not what I, I do not say that. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <sighs> oh, man. But talk about a callback, <sighs> Dean. You were talking earlier in the episode about how you read the three Hunger Games books. You should oh, pick yes. up the Wolf of Wall Street book. I yeah. didn't know this was a book until the ending. Yeah, so, yep. you know, maybe I think about it. But I feel like. I feel like I maybe I mean I don't know what the books entail, but I feel like I'd still rather read American Psycho before Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, oh because I feel like it's yep, a similar I... level of situation. At least that the guys are rich; they're rich guys. Mm-hmm. American Psycho is a little different than it the is. Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just I guess a little bit. Would you guys? Which I feel like I know what you'd pick because maybe. Maybe you don't know what happens in the story. Would you guys rather read The Great Gatsby, Gatsby or Wolf of Gatsby. Wall Street? Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, I'd, re- I'd rather watch. I really have no interest too. in the. Yeah, I have no interest in The Great Gatsby. I, I read like uh, half or a little bit more of The Great Gatsby and then just got sick of it. Because I didn't yeah. think The Wolf of Wall Street was even based on a true story. I thought it was based on The Great Gatsby. Like, I thought it was just, like, a shout-out to what The Great Gatsby was, which I don't know so what The Great Gatsby was. So they watched Leonardo DiCaprio and The Great oh. Gatsby, and they're like, we like you, let's <laughs> do that uh, again. I guess One I didn't put time. two and two together. <laughs> that it's Leo? That no. it's Leo. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, nice. Uh, Drew, your final thoughts of rating on The Wolf of Wall Street. I figured I was going to like this movie. It... You know, it seemed like it had all the good pieces there. Everyone only speaks highly of it. Uh, and, yeah, I was right. I liked it a lot. I uh, really liked the uh, cinematography and the editing. I think the editing is a bit kooky at times, but um, it does keep it really interesting. Um, that's one of the main things that was keeping me interested. Um, along with the performances in this, there's just some really stellar performances. Very interesting story. Hard to imagine it's based on a true story, but that makes it all the more fascinating. Um, And yeah, this just plays out really well on screen. So 
Uh, I'm going to be joining Matt in the 9 out of 10 gang. Nice, nice. Sweet. Well, Drew, thank you for bringing us The Wolf of Wall Street. A pleasure. A pleasure. And Dean, it's three-hour month. I already know. And you have the floor, buddy. What you got next week? I thoroughly enjoy this film. There's maybe one or two bits about it that I'm like, eh. But for the most part, I do love this film. We're going to be watching The Green Mile. Oh. Oh. Okay, this is another one that I wanted to see. Okay, I'm so excited! Of, uh... I'm so excited! Wait, 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 wait! I've never wait. seen it. I love this movie. I have it on VHS. Wait, 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 wait! I have not seen this. I've not. I have oh, not either. I but, love uh, this movie. It's, it's one of those that uh, I really want to see. My family loves it, and they always say, "Why have you never seen the Green Mile?" Well, now you're gonna because it's it's probably because it's over three hours long. So well, here's the month. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Green Mile for next week. With all that being said, Drew, where can the people find you and all good things you're doing online? Oh, check out my Twitch page. Naughty Bear Freak is the name. I uh, just figured out how to mod the game Left 4 Dead to be in VR. So so I'm wanting to stream that at some point. (laughs) I didn't come up with the mod myself. I didn't didn't do that. So, uh, yeah, also check out my YouTube under the same name, Naughty Bear Freak. Nice. Nice. Dean, where can the people find you and all the good things you're doing online? I'm on Instagram. I do photos, little photography. Uh, it's under Dean Culkins, all one word, all lowercase. Um, check it out. Nice. You brought check it out back, which I'm, I'm really happy about. Woo! Yeah, I'm trying. It's a good signal. I was struggling for a good like <laughs> two months there where you decided you didn't like it anymore. It's a good signal for you. <laughs> It is. Uh, And you can find me on Twitter at Hopper2400 and my personal YouTube channel, Pure Fission. And of course, don't forget to join the club by subscribing wherever you get your podcast. Hit that bell notification so you can be notified when new episodes drop every single Monday. Also, we have merch. Go to redbubble.com. Hit uh, or look up Dial Up Movie Club. Hit our store so you can have all of our amazing options. Also, uh, I was in... I finally watched podcast Hellboy episode. Check that out. And um, yeah, on to our final discussion. Drew, did you have something? I didn't know if whoever hosted was going to bring something. I brought something just in case. I did not bring something. I forgot about the final discussion, but next time I'll be prepared. It's brand new. It's brand new. Uh, So I'll, I'll ask you guys a question this week. Do you think, uh, I think uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, he gets a lot of, or he had a lot of buzz for a while for being that guy that deserved an Oscar but never got it. Yeah. yeah. Do you think he deserved the Oscar for this performance? I honestly, I, th- I, I do think he does. I think I wanna, he deserves one. I want to know what he was going against, really. He, oh, let's see. Yeah, that's, that's, that's good, too. But... 2013. Because, yeah, he can be a stand-up performance, I... but if there's one that is better than that, I mean, it's better. I feel like the way that he illustrates like Jordan Belfort almost becoming like less than human by the end of this film is is great. How he's just like a money hungry son of a gun. Mm. The portrayal of that and like how he degrades over time is fantastic. So Daniel Day Lewis won in twenty thirteen for his performance uh as Abraham Lincoln in Lincoln. Oh, you see, okay, I, I haven't seen that. Per, I've seen Lincoln, and I just, 
I think it's the fact that, you know, watching Lincoln, you're watching it like, yeah, this guy's Lincoln. Um, and, mm-hmm. Cause I don't think I ever thought twice watching that movie and I know he gave a good performance and it's a lot more dramatic, I would say, than Wolf of Wall Street. It is a lot slower, but that's an issue for the movie itself, not the actor. So mm-hmm. I do feel like I can understand why he'd win over Leo. I personally think Leo deserved it when he did The Revenant, which he did get it for, because mm-hmm. I just watched The Revenant too, which that might have been a contender for three hours plus. I didn't even check though, because I wanted to watch Green Mile. But The Revenant is a good movie. I like that movie, and I love Leo in that movie. That is a weird one to me, that he won the Oscar for that, because I don't think it's, like, in his best performances. Because, I mean, he just, I don't know, he, he's grunting a lot of the time. I, like You know why he's this, grunting, though, right? Yeah, because he's not having a good time. <laughs> well, his throat got slit. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's why. Um, but I don't know. Like his performance in Django Unchained is like my favorite. Is Candy? Yeah, he's so good. He's such a good villain in this too. But he didn't even get nominated this year. Maybe for uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Maybe I would say he. Maybe I'd say he deserved it for Django because I do love his character in Django a lot more. Mm-hmm. I think that is my favorite character he's done. Um, so, but I think he did deserve it for the Revenant, at least as far as like what he did for the acting. Maybe the issue is you don't understand as much of it within the movie, but I do. But I think a lot of it I'm was... Sorry, you need an extremely high IQ to understand the Revenant. Well, I think a I've lot read. of it was um, people were talking all the time, like what he did for this movie and like um, how he actually... Because in the movie, he eats like straight from an organ of an animal raw, I think it was a liver or a heart. And he actually did that. He actually pulled it out and, oh. or maybe the, I just know he took a bite out of it actually. And in the movie, he kind of retches and vomits after that. I wondered if that was genuine because I would, but um, no, he actually takes a bite out of that. I know, I think they said he actually went in a horse carcass naked oh. for the movie. But that was disputed a little bit. Um, I just know he did a lot of stuff for real. He wanted the Oscar. Yeah, that was the movie where he's like, I'm getting this damn Oscar. I just remember when he got it for that movie. It felt very much like like it was almost given to him out of... He like Leonardo DiCaprio about damn time needs an <laughs> yeah. Oscar. Like, I could I could agree there. Yeah, it is like what was he in this year? The Revenant. Give it to him. Give it, Give to, it him. to him. It I don't enough. care we who else it. was nominated. He needs an Oscar. I watched. But, yeah. I watched. That was like the one Oscar ceremony I watched completely through. Yeah, I was playing I Monopoly, but I watched it. <laughs> Man, what lasted longer, the Oscars or the game Monopoly? Monopoly. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Those things are long. Yeah. They're too damn long. Uh but yeah, uh thanks for discussion time. And don't forget to watch the Green Mile Woo! for next week's episode. Thank you for tuning into another episode of Dialogue Movie Club. And remember, it's gonna be nothing but short, short skirts around the house. <laughs> oh, Goodbye, man. everybody. Goodbye. 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 See ya.